Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. I hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Uh, I guess um, we finally have to talk about this Trey Holly situation as I have for the better part of over or almost a week, uh, at least six days, around six days, um, have been holding on to this story and for quite some time have not wanted to have the conversation because did not want to come out here and have to talk about it. But tonight we will talk about the Trey Holly incident. What do, what have we been able to verify here? Um, look, a lot of, you know, the legal background from investigations that I've had in my past uh, and what I will always say during these current situations uh, here tonight, it, it, we will talk about the incident. We will talk about how LSU needs to move forward because I don't think that they have a choice, nor do I think that they have the luxury of not adding someone back into that room at running back. We talk about that here tonight. Uh, I was not able to talk about Preston Tiffany on the midday show. So in case you missed it, we had a fantastic show at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time today. Um, a lot of you at work, a lot of you complained at me and you yelled at me, but we missed last night. 
Wanted to add in another show. Well, Blake, I'm at work, you Rudy Poo candy ass. I had so many people calling me a Rudy Poo today that we did a show at 11. I'm at work, you piece of shizite. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Um, so nevertheless, I was not able to talk about Preston Tiffany, who will be the new director player of personnel. What do I know about that? What do I think about that? We'll touch on that as well. Uh, Zach Nagy joins us at 7.30. We'll go around your SEC one more night. One more night. All night. One more night. All night. One more night of sleep. And we have college baseball back, baby. Let's go. Let's go. It is finally time that we have college uh, baseball back. We'll go around your SEC here tonight. Uh, finally, here's my third, third, third finally of the night. Finally, get to talk some SEC baseball. What do I think about a lot of these teams moving forward? We are here. We have made it to all of us college baseball fans. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. And we'll field your questions. Hashtag Ask Blake. So thoughts, questions, concerns, thoughts, questions, concerns. You can fire them inside of the Rudy Crew chat, and we will get to them, as many of them, as we can on episode 873. Coming ever so closely to episode 900. Looking forward to that and you all being there. Peter Smith says, watching from the 318. The 31 great. Good to have you in here, Peter. Where is everybody watching the show from tonight? Are you in the 225? Where at in the 225? Now, we had somebody, Peter, believe it or not, last week tell us and give us their address. Do not text us your address. We are not coming there. To Jermaine from Leesville, we are not coming to your house. You can send us and text us your address where you're watching the show from. We will not be there. We will not be there. John is an Araby. A crawfishery caught in Araby. Um, by the way, we have a crawfish crisis, man. Speaking of Araby, we have us a crawfish issue out there in the boot. Out there in the creel. Out there in the basin. Out there in them crawfish ponds of Ile Gumbo. We have a crawfish crisis, man. About this time of year, I have already consumed about maybe 15 pounds of crawfish. Man, oh man. No good. No good. We got a shortage, man. We got a shortage. The drought last year killed us. It killed us. All right, a couple more. Spectrum Wellcare says, Lane going to start venting on Twitter again. I think he's going to be chill. I think he's going to be chill. Um, I think he got it out of his system. I heard through the grapevine that maybe he talked to another head coach and Lane was told to chill out. <laughs> Funny how Lane didn't do it this time, ain't it? Some of you people and some of the staff members that do – Watch our show. We'll know a little bit of what I'm talking about there. Um, 
Hey, man, all I'm going to say is Brian Kelly ain't no punk. <laughs> all right. It's going to be a good show on this Thursday. Moist. I hope my wife's not watching the show. I don't think she likes that word. She said, but it, that's his name. Moist. Moist. <laughs> this time, I'm from the 706, Innsower, Georgia. Always appreciate your content. Always appreciate you being in here. Moist. You know, one of these days, somebody's going to make a Twitter. It says, no context, AYS. And the first thing they're going to say is, moist. Yes, indeed. Alex says, them crawfish high as giraffe nuts. Yeah, I mean, they are. They are. Very expensive. That drought really did hurt us last year. Really, really, really did hurt us. Guess we got to start growing our own crawfish around here, man. That's all I know. Uh, Father Bear, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost, amen, says it's LSU Baseball Eve. It is. It is. Father, we're going to need you to say a prayer. I cannot have this team not make it to Omaha. I have talked too much. Um, how do I tell my, how do we tell father this? I have spoken nothing but the Lord um, to a lot of fans and what the Lord would say about this college baseball team in season. Uh, and the centers out there aren't listening. They're not. Uh, Rose, I see your comment. Thank you. I, for uh, obvious reasons, I'm not going to put that up right now, but we are going to talk about it, uh, here tonight. John Sibley Butler says, go Tigers from the nine, eight, five. Yes, indeed. Good to have you in here. Uh, Harry Alonzo, St. Bernard in the parish. Good to have you in here, Harry. A crawfish we call Narabate. Uh, Moy says, I called some of the 11 a.m. show during my lunch break, by the way. I actually like the midday shows. I told you we will do more of those. Pam says, you're uh, echoing. Guys, am I echoing? Man, it's nothing on our end. Nothing literally. I feel like y'all would have told me if, before then. Guys, are we echoing? Give me a thumbs up, thumbs down in the chat. Are we echoing? Maybe it's my voice. Okay, so no echo. Pam, it might be on your end. Uh, just exit out and come back in. Exit out and come back in. All right, let's get rolling. We got tons and tons to discuss. Zach Nagy in about 20 minutes. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. So many of you uh, still have yet to like the page. Go over there. Follow us. Hit the like button. Give us a review. All of that good stuff here tonight on the show. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to all those social media pages. Share to all those social media groups. You're watching us, listening to us live on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. So about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty. The Trey Holly incident. What do we know? What do we think? And how does this affect LSU? We talk about all that next. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. 
Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. You want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's get this thing started. Let's get this thing started, y'all. All right. Today it was... Um, let me back up. Because I need to, to start that over for when we clip this. Um, today it was reported that LSU running back Trey Holly had turned himself in and was arrested for one count of attempted second-degree murder felony criminal damage to property or aggravated criminal damage to property and another felony charge um so let's walk through this because i know a lot of you are in here you're going to want to talk about it and what has happened here i don't want to get into a lot of specifics things that i heard we will get into some specifics uh, on what we heard and if it's your first time watching this listen i am not coming at this as an investigator lawyer anything like that. The only way that I come at this at any given moment is because of the background and history that I have before we started doing the podcast, before we started doing this, um, and the history and experience that I have. A lot of things that I'm going to say may not make a lot of sense from a legal aspect. It is what it is. But Trey Holly turned himself in today when it comes to... Um, a incident that happened in Union Parish last Friday around 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, first and foremost, without a shadow of a doubt, this is a horrible incident. When somebody is shot, regardless of the situation, no matter the event, ever, it is a horrible situation. <clears throat> I do want to caution a lot of people, okay, around convicting someone before we know all of the facts and all of the facts have came out. There are already questions that I have. I have been told and was told even the start of last Saturday, going throughout the week when we heard this on Saturday morning, even in getting into today, we were able to talk to someone inside of Union Parish Sheriff's Office who told us that they have approximately seven people 
and eyewitnesses that said that Trey Holly was a sh- was a shooter. Uh, there are a lot of question marks in this case already that I have. Number one, it's dark at 10.30 p.m. and approximately... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Only three people were shooting. How are you 1,000% sure that Trey Holly was the one firing a weapon? The reason I say that is, is because if, unless Union Parish can get ballistics back on a gun that they potentially have in their possession... I know in investigations, it takes a long time to get ballistics back. Now, you do have seven eyewitnesses saying of the event that took place between a fight that broke out with Trey, uh, not between Trey Holly, but other people and people that Trey Holly know, and this incident went down. One thing that they feel pretty confident with eyewitness testimony and with potential footage is that Trey Holly was at the incident when it occurred. Um, look, I, I just can't emphasize there is someone in this process that is in critical condition. And in case you missed all the news, I mean, guys, it's, it happened about eight hours ago. I don't know what to tell you if you hadn't heard about it yet, but he was he did turn himself in. He was arrested for a potential second uh, second attempted second-degree murder. There are a lot of questions that I have in reference to being in that situation. And and look, sometimes this is, you're in awful situations. But like I tell to every young player that, especially when it comes to LSU in a situation like this, sometimes you cannot put yourself in a situation with people that you know to be toxic. And it's tough for 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids to hear something like that. I don't know how you were, okay, uh, as a 21-year-old or 18-year-old. But for me, I did not have my head on straight. Pause. But I I, I was not in the right frame of mind at any given moment. I was very immature. Um, I, I look at this case and say, let due process play out. I do think it's very damning for Trey Holly. I think that when you have a sheriff's office and a sheriff coming out in an investigation like this, it's very damning, but we do need to let due process play out. Now, Wilson Alexander of the advocate, uh, who was, a who, uh, spoke with Trey Holly's attorney. One thing to note here is this Trey Holly vehemently, um, disagrees with him being arrested which i'm sure anybody would and that they are really uh looking forward to their day in court to show that trey holly had nothing to do with this lsu has indefinitely suspended trey holly as of right now due to the uh, nature of this investigation if you know trey you would know that this seems to be a very out of character for him. 
Um, but doesn't stop what could the facts be. Could he have been a part of this situation? It's just very tough, man, for the person who's in critical condition, for another bystander that was shot, and if you know, and for Trey Holly, right? I, I mean, that is a very bad situation for everybody involved. I don't think that Trey Holly envisioned his career going like this. But let me get to the big part of this. I am not trying to stick up for Trey Holly. I am just always going to look at facts when we get them. Here are the facts as I believe them to be. When you have seven eyewitness testi- uh, eyewitnesses testifying that he is a part of a case, you at that, at that point, you have to make an arrest. Now, even if the victim did not want to press charges, okay, the sheriff's office still can't arrest you for the act of the second-degree attempted murder, they do not have to wait on the victim or need the victim to press charges. Now, it comes down to the district attorney. Will he, you know, uh, press charges? Will he throw this case out? There is a long process that can be going on here. When you're normally arrested for that high of a charge, so let me give an example. I thought that there was a potential that Trey Holly would have been arrested for aggravated second-degree battery with a firearm and not have gotten an attempted charge or attempted murder charge. You can, okay, in a case like this, reduce charges. The only time that you can make charges worse is in a murder charge or if you get more evidence that's so alarming and so damning that you add it uh, higher. So I look at this case and say, look, there could be a six-month process here where Trey Holly is suspended. There is a chance that, you know, even if he is um, found not guilty, okay, it's going to be a while, and I do not foresee him playing in the 2024 season because these cases normally take a very long time, okay, to play out. I do wish the best for him, okay? Uh, and there's go- there is a lot of things that have to happen for him not to, or, or a lot of things for him, for, would have to happen for him to step foot on the field at LSU again, in my opinion. Because I still think that there's a lot of question marks and a lot of questions in this case that have to be answered and that LSU would have to do their due process as well. I do think that Trey Holly has hired someone that can really go to bat for him, but it's just it's such a horrible a horrible thing in a horrible case. Cause you just gotta be careful who you put yourselves around. From everything that I've gathered in this, from everything that I've talked to around people, Trey Holly was around people that he should not have been around and was in an incident that he probably shouldn't be, that hopefully it comes out that he was not involved in this. So my prayer is to the victim. My prayer are victims. You know, it was Wilson Alexander of the Advocate also reported that the two individuals that were shot per the sheriff's office were innocent bystanders, didn't even have any involvement in any of this. 
and one is in critical condition. I, I mean, look, man, I, I pray for the victim. You know, and, and you can you can hate me all you want for saying something like that. And I know that there's going to be people saying, well, Blake, you need to talk about due process. Guys, I am talking about due process. But when someone is in critical condition in the hospital, I do not find that. Like, guys, we're talking about something very serious. Now, I can come out here during a Kayshawn Booty investigation when he's gambling illegally at LSU. Don't be a dummy. And that case doesn't really harm anybody, doesn't hurt anybody. Nobody's necessarily affected physically, emotionally, spiritually. This is something completely different. And so I pray for the victim or victims for their speedy recovery. I pray for Trey Holly and the other men, uh, other individuals that were arrested. The opt, I will leave you with this from a criminal aspect because this will not be the first time that we talk about this, and it, it won't be the la- or it will be the first time we talk about this. I promise you, it won't be the last. We will have other conversations about Trey Holly in the future because he's going to go into court and he is going to battle this and he's going to fight. And what happens? If the all-time leading rusher in L- in Louisiana's history is found not guilty, let it all play out. Investigations take crazy turns all the time. And there is one thing in this case I will tell you that I the, that the alarm bells go off in. Let me tell you what they are. The alarm bells go off in this case for me for one reason. I have been told that they have ballistics okay or they have told people that they had ballistics no they don't have ballistics they have shell casings i think that they're mixing that up if what i was told by someone inside of the union parish sheriff's office okay there's no way batman couldn't get ballistics faster than union parish sheriff's office could so unless batman works for union parish sheriff's office I think that they're mixing up at least what they've told some people about ballistics. I highly doubt that they have that. I think they have shell casings. Eyewitness testimony, if you have three shooters in the Union Parish Sheriff's Office has said that they have, okay, how do I want to say this? They may make more arrests in this case. You cannot prove that Trey Holly hit someone. Now, you could say it's an attempted second-degree murder because even if he fires in a crowd, I don't think if you if they can prove that Trey Holly did not purposefully try to shoot an individual, I think those cases would be vastly reduced, okay, possibly even dropped. And it's crazy to think, like, hey, man, you're talking about second uh, attempted second-degree murder. Seven eyewitnesses at 1030 at night in a not highly lit area, there's going to be question marks. That is the second one for me. So how do you prove that he was someone that fired the weapon? Again, listen, not trying to stick up for him. I am just saying 
what my questions are when I read all of the facts. And number two, can you really trust seven eyewitnesses at guys go walk outside, turn the street lights off, look off into the distance. <clears throat> so I do have question marks there. The only thing that I will say with this too, seven eyewitnesses is very damning and very damning. Like seven eyewitnesses that will testify against you and already have given statements, that is not good. All right. From a football perspective, let's get to that very quickly. Guys, I had the thought process and opinion that even before this Trey Holly incident occurred, um, I thought that you needed another running back for depth purposes ever before this incident happened. I 1,000% believe that LSU is going to have to get and add or move someone into that running back room. They don't have a choice. This isn't even an opinion in my, in my eyes and in my football view. I think that Josh Williams is as serviceable as you can get. Okay, I think that uh, Caleb Jackson is an outright stud. I think the same exact thing for Caden Durham. But I will just remind you that six games this year, LSU had a running back, at least one running back injured in even a Brian Kelly injury report. Josh Williams a couple times, Logan Diggs a couple times. Running back is not a position group where you can go into the season with three scholarship guys and think that you're not going to have injuries. It, you it, Guys, I am just telling you, you cannot do it. It is too risky to go into the season with three scholarship running backs. Now, Frank Wilson is the GOAT. <laughs> I don't think that you're going to go into a situation with only three. I, I cannot envision Frank Wilson, of all people, going into a season with only three scholarship running backs. Now, what do they do? Do they move somebody from a different position group to running back that maybe played it in high school, that might not play their, their current position right now for depth? Very likely. Do they go into the transfer portal in spring and looking look for another running back, even though I would personally not just go for one, I would go for two if I could identify a right person or persons to come into my school. You do not have the luxury of going into the season with one uh, with three scholarship running backs. Moving into the spring, Okay, you only have two scholarship running backs that are on this roster at the current moment. Now, obviously, Caden Durham is coming. He was not a midterm enrollee. You only have two. So even for a spring game, you are in a very bad situation. So for a roster, okay, the roster right now for LSU is not well put together in some areas. Interior of the defensive line and the running back position. Now, you have over the 85 scholarship limit. Well, the truth is you have two big-time position groups, running back and interior of the defensive line, that are not good enough right now, and you're over the limit. Now, there are going to be guys that are going to hit the portal after the spring, 
after spring football is over with. Mainly because I think they can't play here. They're going to be told to move on and look elsewhere. You're going to have to process some guys. There's no other way around it. Sorry, that's the way that the roster is conducted. But you got to get at least two interior defensive linemen, in my opinion, okay? And I really want to say this. I think you need two running backs on this team that are scholarship SEC worthy. That even if they're not a bona fide starter, you're going to have to get there. Again, I remind you, last spring, you only had three, and a lot of you had a concern Oh, well, man, I mean, I guess you can never really have enough running backs. You have two right now, and you're going to have three, and one of them being a freshman, going into next season. It's not good enough. Last year, you had seven. Okay, and you had a game where three were out for whatever reason. Can't do it. It is a problem. Now... I am going to mention this, and I I will talk about this after Zach Nagy leaves us. But Prest, stay with me on this. Preston Tiffany was hired as the director of player personnel. He was at Ole Miss. <clears throat> Feel really good about that hire. I have talked to people, okay, that know him well, and I think LSU just made another hire from another SEC school of a guy that is an up-and-comer that a lot of people know. So Preston Tiffany has been hired at LSU as a director of player personnel. We will talk about that from us individually uh, as soon as Zach Nagy uh, leaves us because uh, he's going to be joining us here. Uh, should be now. Okay. I do got to get to these two Super Chats very quickly. Uh, John Sibley Butler says, uh, Bless Trace Hart. But do you think that he should have ever, or do you think that he should ever be able to wear purple and gold? Do we really uh, want him on the field? Um, John, here's what I'll tell you. Okay, we talked about this a lot here tonight. If the man is found innocent, I, I, I mean, to, if you go in a court of law and you are found innocent, I got to be real with you, man. Yeah, because investigators and witnesses, witnesses flake out all the time. And I have been around investigators for over a decade before doing this at a full-time rate. Okay? I will tell you, in my in my past, all right, being in law, being around law enforcement a lot, being in the law, I should say, being in law around law enforcement, if somebody is found innocent in a court in a court system, yeah. Because there's so many things that have to go on. It, it, you're almost guilty until proven innocent. Now, would LSU ever take Trey Holly back? I don't know. It's not my decision. It's not my call. I don't know. Penn Jones says, need to go get Gore from Southern Miss. Isn't he a um wasn't he a senior? Penn? And thank you, John, for the super chat, and thank you, Pam, for the super chat. Wasn't he a senior? Pretty sure he was. Pretty sure he was. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can go get Gore. All right. Let's talk to Sports Illustrated's own Zach Nagy. We talk about that. We talk about Preston Tiffany hire. What do you think about baseball right around the corner? 
we talk about all that. Obviously, we'll we'll have to ask him about Trey Holly. Um, but we'll talk about that next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, let me tell you about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist. Are you planning on purchasing a home or business? Then you need it inspected. AIS has you covered. Before you make that purchase, get it inspected and find the issues before you sign on that dotted line and before they become your problem. AIS also has you covered. If you just recently purchased a home with their 11th month new home warranty inspections before the builder says it's your problem and that new home warranty expires, get it inspected and let the builder pay for it. Do you need mold inspections, asbestos inspections, lead inspections, drone inspections? They do it all. Give them a call today at 225-717-5591. That's 225-717-5591 or go over to the website avidspecialist.com that's avidspecialist.com where peace of mind happens LHI number 11331 <laughs> Zach Nagy LSU Sports Illustrated good evening good sir how are we doing it's been a little bit it has been a little bit good to have you back in here I know a lot of people were excited to get you back in here uh, after the new year, I go all the way to the top. Even when Zach, uh, we first started the show, you got Jude here saying, "Always love to hear from Zach." So the people wanted you back to hear you, and so glad that you're here with us. Um, Zach, I, I don't know how else to to go or say this other than to just come out and ask you. Uh, Trey Holly turned himself in today and was arrested uh, in Union Parish. I guess number one, what do you know? What have you heard? And what do you think about the situation? I know that's a very open-ended question, but your thoughts on all of this today? Yeah, so obviously the incident occurred on Friday, February 9th. And, you know, there were some rumblings of it and people kind of whispering behind the scenes of this and that. And ultimately today on on Thursday, the 15th, he uh, turned himself in and he's facing three felony charges. And 
one of those charges being, you know, se- attempted second degree murder. And it, it, it's a horrible situation. Obviously, it'll be the type of thing where he'll go through the court system and we'll work through there. But, you know, Holly and two other guys turn themselves in and, and they're going to work from there. Many people believe that they're going to be a couple of other people who might have been involved as well. So it's a very ongoing situation, clearly, that's a, a that's, that's understood at this point in the game. But unfortunate situation. And I, I, I hope for the best for Trey Holly. Obviously, an unfortunate situation here. And the truth will come to the light. Or the truth will come to light, whatever happened, and, and we'll see what it is. But uh, looking at a football perspective, obviously, now we look at a running back room that's rather thin. And, you know, obviously, prayers to the, to the people who – are going through all this stuff, but from a football perspective, now you look at LSU's roster and it's a little bit thin in, in the running back room. So um, moving on and getting ready for spring, it's going to be interesting over these next couple of weeks. All right. So with that being said, Zach, I, I got to admit, I um, <clears throat> I have already just said my piece on it, so I'll just leave it be. I think it's more of my job to talk about this football team, and I think you hit the nail on the head there with one main thing. They don't have a choice. They got to go get a back, if not two, in my opinion, right? Like, they, I, I just don't see a life where you go into a season with three scholarship running backs. Am I crazy? No, you're absolutely spot on. And Josh Williams is fantastic, and he's going to be a great veteran presence in that locker room. But you need to go out and get a couple more dogs. And when I say more, one, you need to go get one guy. So, Caden Durham is going to come in over the summer, and that's a guy who can be an immediate impact player in, in a lot of different ways. And He's talked about wanting to improve as a pass catcher and kind of become a more dynamic football player. And then we know what Caleb Jackson's all about. You and I have talked about Caleb Jackson for quite some time now. He's a player that you and I are very fond of. So when when it comes down to it, you need to go get somebody in the transfer portal in this spring window. And you, you got you to gotta hit the nail on the head right here because three backs is not enough. And you're going to have to get additional bodies moving forward. And that's pretty pretty much understood. So they're over the 85 scholarship limit. Zach, how many people do you see – potentially you know uh leaving this program and i i mean you're talking about two interior defensive linemen and maybe even two running backs i mean so at minimum at bare minimum you got to have six because you're already over the scholarship limit so six guys have to hit the portal in the spring i mean um i'm not asking you who they are but i guess what position do they do they let some guys walk here yeah, this is something that I was going to hit on a couple of seconds ago, too. The scholarship count as a whole, you're over that 85 count, and there's some guys that you're going to have to let get, let get cut loose. And I think you kind of look at the defensive backs. You know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bodies that can go without this program feeling the pain is the best way to put it. There's a lot of players in that defensive backfield who may not hurt this program by leaving. Obviously, you need to go get two guys at defensive line. You need to go get a running back or two. There's a couple of – different depth pieces that you have to do. And I think that you look at processing, however you want to, pro- however you want to put it, some guys in the defensive backfield, you have a lot of safeties, uh, you have a lot of cornerbacks and not all of them are SEC caliber guys. So you have to move forward and get under that 85 scholarship count by I believe August. And that, that's what, the, that's what they're going to have to do. So you look to get a running back and at least man, at least two uh, defensive linemen. I, I don't even want to go down the Harold Perkins route. Okay. Because he scored that touchdown from a running back perspective, a lot of people are going to be asking about that. Now, maybe Brian Kelly goes to Perk and says, hey, you want to, you want to test this out, see see what you think? Um, but is there anybody that they can move on this team already to that room? 
hypothetically, you could look at somebody like Aaron Anderson and say that we could utilize him as a Debo Samuel type of guy, uh, move him around the backfield, see what you can do there. Maybe not necessarily somebody that you line up in the backfield, but a guy that you can get the ball to in quick routes and little short tosses and stuff. But I can't necessarily look at a guy and pinpoint them and say that you can transition them to a running back role. You have Caleb Jackson, you you have Josh Williams, and you have Caden Durham coming in. You, you have to go and get a full-time back through the transfer portal during that spring window. And look, we can talk about the word processed and, and use that as a term, but when it comes down to it, in the spring, you're going to have some guys that fall down that depth chart, and they're ultimately going to make the decision to go elsewhere, whether it's another Power 5 program or go to the G5, G5 route. There's going to be guys who leave the program by their own choice. So scholarships are going to open up. There's going to be – you know, availability in that aspect. So processed is one thing, but there's going to be guys that want to make that decision on their own and go elsewhere. So I'm not too worried about the scholarship count, in my opinion. Uh, when I'm looking at the question that you're asking, I can't see anybody on this roster right now switching over to a full-time running back role, no. What about somebody coming in like Jawan Johnson? I, I Look, first off, I don't see that, all right? Um I, I've been peppered with that all day since this news broke. Well, put Jawan Johnson back. I just don't think he's a running back. I I, I, I don't think that he's going to want to go and meet a linebacker in the hole in a pass protection. Right? Like, I, I, if it's a third down and he's out on the play and he's got a chip block of DN and a dude at Ole Miss, the kid that had eight, 10 sacks from Florida, you know, he's got a chip block him and he says, welcome to the SEC, little man. I, I, I not little man you get what I mean I mean the kid's 800 185 pounds I don't know if he wants that smoke Zach to be honest with you so I, I don't think that he's a good option he's another name that brought up what do you think about Jawan? I've been seeing people in the comments and, and other and other people reaching out and asking me the exact same question and no I don't see Jawan Johnson as a running back at the college level me? like you said he's a bit undersized to play that role and Moving forward, you want to transition into a full-time cornerback spot. You have Corey Raymond on the staff now. You have Blake Baker there. Like You have guys who are going to be in his. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ear trying to develop him as a full-time cornerback. So I know he, he's an athlete, one of the best in Louisiana high school football history. But to that, you have to prepare for the next level, and that's going to be at a cornerback slot. So you, you need to get developed there. You need to get prepared there. And he, he's not going to be somebody who I would expect to move into the backfield and, and do that. Obviously – with the ball in his hands, he's special, he's spectacular, and he's proven that at the high school scene. But now you're moving on to college, and the goal here is going to be for him to continue developing in this full-time cornerback role. You know who the first person I thought, like, to give a shot to because it's not working out in his current situation is Matthew Langlois. That's really interesting. He needs to – I mean – He's my not going to not gonna play be, at safety, in my opinion, right? My rebuttal to that would be is that he can't even stay healthy as a safety – so what makes me or anybody really think that you put him in the backfield getting – just pause yeah. – getting hit constantly, constantly, <laughs> constantly? What, what's the – what's it going to mean if, if he's constantly getting hit back and forth? You know, he's not going to be able to stay healthy. I had a feeling you'd like that. Come on. 
I was uh, I was going on so bad. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I just never thought in a thousand years that Zach Nagy would be the one to come in here and say pause. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay, so you just don't foresee Langwa getting pounded in the backfield. Do you? No. <laughs> oh, God. All right, but continue. <laughs> Open oh, your thought. Goodness. Continue. <laughs> oh, God. Let's <laughs> get it together, boy. <laughs> I'm to try to pull it together here. All right. Uh, so you just don't think that that could be an option? No, no, man, I don't. I don't see Matthew Langwell lining up in the backfield by any means necessary. You're going to attack this spring portal window, and you're, you're going to get a seasoned vet. You're going to get somebody who's going to be willing to maybe not take on a starting role, but somebody who can potentially give you some key reps when needed. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It just – oh, God, it's one of the best moments of the show that we've had in a while. All right. So, Zach, moving forward, they they did hire a uh, director of player personnel in uh, Preston Tiffany. Your thoughts on that hire, him coming from Ole Miss, what have you heard about Preston? It's a fantastic hire, and I think you look at it as an Austin Thomas hire here. Uh, you, you sway him away from Oxford, and this is a guy who can help in the recruiting game in a major way. He's coming in and taking over that you know spot that Will, Will Redmond had before he departed to go to Auburn, and I've heard a lot of good things about Preston Tiffany. It's, it's a, I haven't heard – much but everything that i have heard has been super positive so looking forward to him taking over that role i expect a lot of a lot of positive things there i think austin thomas and him can expand lsu's nil movements and and try to develop you know more of a recruiting regimen and obviously lsu's kicking killing it i guess we'll say pause uh they're they're crushing it on the recruiting trail right now and so i'm really excited to see what they can do moving forward with you know the one-two punch of austin thomas and preston tiffany you can get me once. You're not going to get me again on the the double pause there. Um, I I I I do agree there. Uh, one more football question, and we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with some some baseball stuff here. Um, do you think that there could be a situation where Zach that we look up here? And, well, let me ask it like this: It's kind of a two part question because I I kind of th- I kind of feel like the irony this week is being missed by so many people. Let me explain. ESPN announced a $7.8 billion uh, playoff committee uh, uh, expansion for the next six years. And today, at the end of the week, EA Sports comes out with what started all of this NIL stuff um, in the Ant O'Bannon case, but the new video game is back. Don't you think it's a little bit of an ironic week that one week you're not, you know, you're spending $7.8 billion and no players get that, and then finally we're getting a game back, which started all NIL. Am I crazy in thinking about that? It's a unique thought process. I never even really – I didn't even think about it in that type of realm at all. Elaborate on that. Well, I, I, I guess for me, we have heard so many people about a collective bargaining agreement, okay, in reference to college athletics, players getting paid the TV revenue – only for at the end of the week, the mm-hmm. thing that started all of this Wild Wild West, mm-hmm. it's got a million views in 30 minutes. EA Sports announces that they're coming out with a college football game. And I'm just like, 
One week we're talking about collective bargaining agreement. At the end of the week, we get confirmation that the thing that started all of the NIL was the Ed O'Bannon case. I'm just like, dude, we're coming full circle here. We're legitimately it, it coming is, full circle. Ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't even piece those two things together. But now that you kind of like bring that to my attention, you're spot on. That is really interesting to me. Thought it was. What did you think of EA Sports coming coming back to video game? Oh man, you know I'm excited for that. That's something that I've been playing. I was playing growing up. I played NCAA 13, 14 as much as I can. So on the old Xbox system. So I'm really excited to get that back. And obviously with the new age of NIL and basically the free agency market, once you enter the transfer portal, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of utilize that in the game too. Because everybody loves building up a program, whether it's Madden, the old NCAA. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they do the whole dynasty aspect of things. Yeah. How, how much money do you get in NIL? That's what I want to see too. I was seeing some people joking around on Twitter saying like, I can't wait to steal Ohio State's quarterback and give him a million dollar NIL deal and like all these different things. It's like, yeah, man, like I can't wait to see how they're going to be able to play that into the video game. So I, I'm super excited, man. I can't wait. Jane Daniels get on the cover? I sure hope so. That, that's something that I've been really curious about as well. I, I'd love to see if they use a player who just, you know, finished in the 2023 season or if they go back a couple of years as well. But if they put Jaden Daniels on the cover, LSU fans are going to be in a frenzy because that's going to be fantastic. Whoever is on the cover of this game will make more money than anybody in the history of the NCAA cover combined. Okay. 100%. I, 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 I hope they do additions. Like if you're an LSU fan, you can do Jane Daniels or Garrett Nuss. You know, like it, it would be cool uh, with that. Zach, LSU baseball season starts tomorrow. Um, what do you think of this team? How, how much have you seen of them in the preseason? I'm sure you've seen some of them already here. What do you think of the team? And uh, what, you, what is your realistic expectations for LSU baseball? I'm excited. I'm really, I'm really happy with Jay Johnson revealing the Friday and Saturday starters already. Everybody within the program has been extremely pleased with what Thatcher Hurd has done over the offseason from a development perspective. He's done fantastic things for this program, and obviously he earns the nod as your Friday night starter now. And Luke Coleman, Alabama's ace from last year, is a guy who I've had the chance to talk to on numerous occasions, and he, he's, he's really excited about the opportunity as well in Baton Rouge, and now he's going to be your Saturday night starter. So you have no shortage of elite-level pitching in this bullpen you, you you have a lot of talent and you know they, they've only announced the friday and saturday starters and they're about to navigate eight games in 10 days so we're right. gonna get the full taste of how this team is from a depth perspective in the bullpen and then when you look at the heavy hitters obviously it's headlined by somebody like tommy white so you you have the just the talent to repeat you have the talent to do it again it's difficult for me to say that that is the expectation just because baseball is so interesting it's so hard once you get to the postseason to navigate uh, just your pitching, the depth, whether you're rolling. There's so many different aspects to it, so many different layers. But I think if you're looking at it, it's, it's hard to not say that the expectation is for them to get back to Omaha. I, I firmly believe that they can do that. And with the depth that they have, with the youngsters that they have, the transfers that they brought in, I think Jay Johnson went ahead and built another quote-unquote super team. And it's going to be exciting to see what they can do in 2024. I, I fully agree there. Um, do you – buy into the notion or have any of the worry that has been out there about them struggling early in the year at the plate? I'm not going to buy into that um, by any means. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens once that first pitch is thrown in game one and see how they can roll and see how Jay Johnson uses the talent that he has because he did such a phenomenal job of it last year, easing guys into it like Jared Jones and, and stuff like that. So I just want to see how he utilizes the youngsters because he has youngsters who are heavy hitters, but 
kind of to answer that question, no, I, I would say I'm not too worried about anything like that at this moment. Zach Nagy, Sports Illustrated, LSU Country. Thank you so much for joining us, good sir. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, be careful who you say Paul's in front of. You might get a reaction like we did. No, uh, that was fantastic. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. Later, man. That's Zach Nagy, LSU Country and Sports Illustrated. Uh, I agree with this right here. I saw this. Danny Girl says the cover of the NCAA football game should have the Heisman winners for the lost years of the game. I agree with that, Danny. That would be that would be cool. That would, what about Road to Glory with Joe Burrow? Could you imagine Road to Glory with Joe Burrow? Do you know what I would do to have a game that existed with Joe Burrow on it? With LSU, I, I, I'm going to tell you, man. I had could count on one hand of how many times I was this excited. Like I am so excited that this game's coming back. Don't talk to me. I don't even play, like at all. I have one. Don't play. Don't have the time, really. Okay. And love, like on a Saturday night, if there's nothing going on to maybe play. I do play uh, a little bit of. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Some of you that are friends will know. Get it? I, I, I get um, a little carried away. Nevertheless, don't get to play it enough. I will find time in a schedule to play that. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, Preston Tiffany hired as the director of player personnel. What have I heard? What do I know? We'll talk about that next. Let's get to a quick break. LSU makes a pretty damn good staff hire. We talk about it next. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best without a doubt premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan. Maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan. Whatever it is, even Idaho, they have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O, Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com 
and get your college gear today. Did you see your sister on the show this week? Yes. Are you in here because you saw your sister on the show this week? Um, no. Okay, then why were you banging on the door like that? Because I didn't get the Batman game right. <laughs> you didn't get the Batman game right. Yeah, because it it was it wasn't with me doing anything. You weren't doing anything. Yeah. You needed Dad to come play with you. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Can I talk about this LSU hire very quickly before I get out of here? Yes. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Let me ask you this question. Why? Uh, you love baseball, right? Yeah. You excited for LSU baseball? Yeah. Uh, are you ready to see Tommy Tanks hit a 450-foot uh, home run? Yeah. Is he your favorite player of all time? Yeah. Can you hit the Tommy? You remember? Yeah. You ready? Hold on. Hit the Tommy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let Daddy finish. Go play. Okay. <coughs> Tell everybody bye. Bye. Love you, man. Love you. See ya. See ya. <sighs> Dude's getting big, man. Dude's getting old and big. All right. LSU made a hire uh, this week that we have not been able to get to. Obviously, we had Valentine's Day, had a show earlier today. We didn't get to it, but need to get to it here. LSU hires Preston Tiffany as the next director of player personnel. I, I think it's interesting because Dave Shoemate of Mock 10 Sports, who we had on the show this week, we did a recorded session with him. Go over to our YouTube channel. You can catch that interview out uh, with him. He is a guy that's been a director of player personnel at multiple stops. He is now in the media game. He does an awesome job. Uh, he was the one that broke the news. I have asked around about Preston Tiffany, who was the director of player personnel of Ole Miss, before coming here. It does feel like there is an Austin move here, an Austin Thomas move in this director of player personnel role. But calling a couple people, talking to a couple people, uh, Preston Tiffany um, has made his way through the ranks relatively quickly. Getting, uh, you know, people wanting to hire him, like when uh, Gus moved to UCF, and then people trying to hire him when Lance Leopold started uh, uh, revamping um, Kansas. He gets hired by Ole Miss, and they have started their little revamping. Look at what they're doing in the portal. And obviously now LSU with Austin Thomas sees that, wants to bring him here. LSU has an opening for the director of player personnel. Preston Tiffany comes uh, to LSU and Baton Rouge. I, I, I will tell you, I've talked to a couple of guys in that world of director of player personnel, recruiting, and they all speak pretty highly of him, that he's a really good rally guy of a team. He can direct um, a, a room and a vision is really good with rosters and where you need to attack. And if this guy leaves, you know, you need to be doing this, this, and this. And we'll be on top of things, unlike Will Redmond was this past year. 
I don't think it goes unnoticed that the success that Ole Miss did have the last couple of years and what they did in the transfer portal, even with Jackson Dart, you got to give them that because Jackson Dart did not have a bad year. You hire two guys, one that has a connection with the state and the school, and what they just did in the portal, obviously you want to bring that here uh, as well. I think it's a good hire. I, I don't know enough and don't know if there's been a big enough resume for a guy like Preston Tiffany other than he just went to Ole Miss and absolutely dunked on a lot of people because, number one, he, they worked hard to get the money right and contracts right and how they did things and how uh, he did that at Ole Miss. So you have brought in two guys that – uh, look, Lane Kiffin got really emotional over about how they structured things in NIL. Guys, we're in the NIL world, and you got to play this game. That is where you're at. And that is the direction and things that LSU is trying to accomplish and do here. Clearly see the void. Clearly see when they had people walk out the door for better opportunities when it came to NIL and putting people who have no business being in those type of situations, you got to go get people that can establish and rally boosters and so many things. Now, I do think that there has been a or will be a really good situation when it comes to how they move forward with NIL and all that kind of stuff. LSU wasn't behind, they were not unorganized. They are getting better organized, and maybe it shouldn't have taken them this long on some things, but we're here now. One more thing on Preston Tiffany. I, I, I do ask the question if, um, you, you know, how do you come into a program where, you know, how do I want to say this? How do you come into a program that has had a lot of success? So let me give an example. LSU does have an 80, uh, a problem with the, the roster and being over it. You have a lot of guys in that room, in the, in the recruiting room, and guys that have done a really good job. Look, I, I don't think people realize how good of a job Sherman Wilson has done uh, there. You, there's a reason you see all the recruits uh, tweeting at him because he's coming here, he's gone to work, he hasn't you know taken no for an answer. He's been really good at LSU. I, I just wonder, can he come in here, do what he needs to do, and really anybody is better than Will Redman? I, I, I will just say that from the things that I hear. I think it was a very bad hire from the start, said it, went back and watched a show when he was hired, talked about it, mentioned it, said, guys, this guy's not going to work here. I, I've heard bad things. It's been a little bit of the opposite when it comes to Preston uh, Tiffany. So we'll see. All right. Let's get out of here. It's been a good show. Been a good week. We will be live immediately following the LSU baseball game. So, unless something completely changes because of weather, which I don't think it will, um, looking forward to starting our post games for LSU baseball. We start with that tomorrow so be there and be with us. Until then, y'all have a good night. Let me go play. I, apparently, I have to go play Batman. I don't know what that means.
And there we are. See y'all tomorrow. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.